the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy. And teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he, and you are you. And the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. Living life like it matters. And we are in the middle of a series. Actually, I just started, so we're at the beginning of a series called Understanding. And yesterday I started that series uh, with basically laying a foundation of what's lacking in the world today. And if you missed that radio show, uh, just go to our website, likeitmattersradio.com, likeitmattersradio.com. Usually at the end of a show, John's pretty good. He has it up within an hour of the show being done. Uh, You can listen to today's show when it's over and then every other show before that. So they're all archived there in podcast form. So please um, you know, listen at your own leisure because it's food for the brain. Remember, the only organ we have in our body that never has to deteriorate is our brain. And so yesterday, uh, like always, I got so wrapped up in laying the foundation, laying my purpose for the series that I didn't get into the meat until very late in the fourth segment. And so I, uh, I heard you guys. I appreciate the input from my listeners, uh, the text, the, the emails. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and expand. And today we're going to call today's show Understanding VAK, which is Visual Auditory Kinesthetic, which are the three modalities that every single person learns in. But before we do that, uh, I want to share with you a story I heard years ago. And now, story time with Mr. Black. 20 years ago, I drove a cab for a living. It was a cowboy's life, a life for someone who wanted no boss. What I didn't realize was that it was also a ministry. See, I drove the night shift. My cab became kind of like a moving confessional. Passengers climbed in. They sat behind me in total anonymity and told me about their lives. I encountered people whose lives amazed me, uh, ennobled me, uh, made me laugh and made me weep. I had pity and joy. Uh, It was a great reward for me. But none touched me more than a woman I picked up late one August night. I was responding to a call from a small brick fourplex in a quiet part of town. I assumed I was being sent to pick up some party people or someone who had just had a fight with a lover or maybe a a worker heading to an early shift at some factory in the industrial part of town. When I arrived, it was early. It was probably about 2.30 a.m. The building was dark, except for a single light in a ground floor window. 
Under such circumstances, normally many drivers just honk once or twice, wait a minute, then drive away. But I had seen too many impoverished people who depended on taxis as their only means of transportation. Unless the situation smelled of danger, I always went to the door. This passenger might be someone who needs my assistant, I reasoned to myself, and so I walked to the door and I knocked. Just a minute, answered a frail, elderly voice. I could hear something being dragged across the floor. After a long pause, the door opened. A small woman in her 80s stood before me. She was wearing a print dress and a pillbox hat with a veil pinned on it, like somebody out of a movie circa 1940. By her side was a small nylon suitcase, The apartment looked as if no one had lived in it for years. All the furniture was covered with sheets. There were no clocks on the wall, no knickknacks, no pictures, no utensils on the counter. In the corner was a cardboard box filled with photos and glassware. Would you carry my bag out to the car, she asked. So I took the suitcase to the cab, then returned to assist the woman. She took my arm and we walked slowly toward the curb. She kept thanking me for my kindness. It's nothing, I told her. I just try to treat my pastors the way I would want my mother treated. Oh, you're such a good boy, she said. When we got in the cab, she gave me an address, then asked, Can you drive me through downtown? It's not the shortest way, I answered. Oh, I don't mind, she said. I'm in no hurry. I'm on my way to a hospice. I looked in the rearview mirror. Her eyes were glistening. She said, I don't have any family left. The doctor says, I also don't have much time left. I quietly reached over and shut off the meter. What route would you like me to take, I asked. For the next two hours, we drove through the city. She showed me the building where she had once worked as an elevator operator. We drove through the neighborhood where she and her husband had lived when they were newlyweds. She had me pull up in front of her furniture warehouse that had once been a ballroom where she had gone dancing as a girl. Sometimes she'd ask me to slow in front of a particular building or corner and would sit staring into the darkness saying nothing. As the first hint of sun was creasing the horizon, she suddenly said, I'm tired. Let's go now. We drove in silence to the address she had given me. It was a low building, like a small convalescent home, with a driveway that passed under a portico. Two orderlies came out to the cab as soon as we pulled up. They were solicitous and intent, watching her every move. They were, without a doubt, expecting her. I opened the trunk and took the small suitcase to the door. The woman was already seated in a wheelchair. How much do I owe you, she asked, reaching into her purse. Nothing, I said. You have to make a living, she answered. There are other passengers, I responded. Almost without thinking, I bent and gave her a hug. She held on to me tightly. You gave an old woman a little moment of joy, she said. Thank you. I squeezed her hand then walked in the dim morning light. 
Behind me, a door shut. It was the sound of a closing of a life. I didn't pick up any more passengers that shift. I drove aimlessly. Lost in thought. Lost in feeling. Lost in fondness for that woman. For the rest of the day, I could hardly talk. What if that woman had gotten another driver, an angry driver, or one who was impatient to end his shift? What if I had refused to take the run or had honked once, then driven away? On a quick review, I don't think I've ever done anything more important in my life. You see, we're conditioned to think that our lives revolve around great moments, around ourselves. But great moments often catch us unaware, beautifully wrapped in what others may consider a small one. And see, ladies and gentlemen, this is the power of understanding. The Bible says that we could have entertained angels on high without knowing. And when we get so wrapped up in our own purpose, our own wants, our own needs, our own pain, our own trauma, our own drama, we miss people all the time. And so today on Like It Matters Radio, I'm going to show you that people all process in one of three ways. And when you care enough to understand another person, when you care enough to understand their language, then what happens is you can connect with that person. You can build what we call rapport and really make an impact, make a difference that people remember, not only for the rest of their life, but for the rest of eternity. Because I'm living my life to hear one thing at the end. Well done, my good and faithful servant. I am Mr. Black. Today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about understanding. And we're going to take a look at the three ways we all process information visually, auditorily, and kinesthetically. I am Black, and we'll be right back. This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. COVID-19 has accelerated changes that I have been considering for some time now. Many more people need to receive the benefits of Leadership Awakening. Mental health in our communities is a real issue. We recently received our 501c3 nonprofit status with the emphasis of creating and delivering, taking back your power and your freedom to the least among us struggling with mental health issues. Please help us help others. You can save a marriage, save a business, or a life by supporting Like It Matters with your tax-deductible gifts. All gifts are needed, large, small, and everything in between. Please consider becoming a monthly partner at likeitmatters.net. Give today at likeitmatters.net. And by the way, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening classes will continue. Check out the schedule at likeitmatters.net as we build our training for those suffering from the challenges of poor mental health. God bless you. Whoa, look at all these options. You could fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream Freedom 1570. Top shelf choices include Freedom1570.com, our free app, and Radio.com. Are you the principal or leader of a Christian or Catholic school? Would you like to fill the empty seats in your classrooms for no cash out of pocket? TwinCitiesTuitions.com would like to team up with you on our tuition program for first-year students. 
You'll be part of a marketing campaign to raise awareness about your school and gain new students for next year and beyond. Again, at no cash investment for your school. Get details by logging on to TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. With the vast majority of media today leaning hard left, it can be tricky to find news that actually shares, let alone defends, a conservative viewpoint. Hotair.com provides analysis and commentary from conservative writers like Ed Morrissey. Hotair.com. Take a listen to this comparison of other training to leadership awakening. For probably two-thirds of my 30-year law enforcement career. I spent time in supervision and management, so I've been to a lot of leadership training. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. I went to a leadership course in California where I worked, and it's an eight-month program. I went through that program. I went back later on as a facilitator, so I, I taught leadership. What we did in class was completely different than any other leadership program that I've been through. I mean, in 48 hours of leadership training in your program, it was just, it was dynamic. It was intense. It was powerful. You know, it was, it was amazing. It was amazing. Leadership Awakening. Change your heart. Change your mind. Change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next Leadership Awakening. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black, and today we're continuing the series called Understanding, because I'm going to tell you right now, I truly believe that the number one commodity of a leader uh, is hope. But I'm going to tell you right now, fastly approaching that is understanding. Uh, because, man, we are so bitter. We've become so hateful. Uh, we've been so become so wrapped up in our pound of flesh, our record of wrong. Um, if you don't know that the prince of the power of the air is running things, uh, then you're probably not a real Christian. I'm just going to be honest with you. Uh, because uh, it is crazy. You know, we are told all throughout the Bible uh, to forgive, lest ye be forgiven. Uh, we are never more like Christ than when we forgive. You know, when Jesus was being crucified, you talk about a pound of flesh. You talk about a record of wrong. When Christ was being crucified by his pets, by his creatures, by the gifts that God the Father gave him, what did he do? He didn't call down damnation. He didn't call down uh, warriors. He said, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. And let me ask you as a human being, as a creature, as a created being of God, what could another man do to you that is greater than what we did to the Son of God himself? And yet his response was, forgive them. Jesus said when he walked this planet, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. In other words, he said, I am your example. What I do, you do. And so, ladies and gentlemen, we're called to forgive. We're called to not covet. The Tenth Commandment, do not covet thy neighbor's wife. And yet the whole privilege movement, the whole critical race theory is really wrapped up in covetousness and lack of forgiveness. And so you can be about the world's business. You can be about the devil's business, but when Christ walked this planet, he was about the Father's business. 
And he tells us that we're to be about the Father's business. The good book says, vengeance is mine, declares the Lord. I will repay. It's time to let God be God and let us be his creatures. And Jesus said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Jesus said, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I say? So today we're talking about understanding because it doesn't matter who's wronged you. It doesn't matter what the color your skin is. God himself said that consider yourself blessed when you are pained, when you are costed, when you are put against because of me. The Bible's clear on that. And so, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to act like the children of God that we are. And some of you only accept Jesus as the, as the sacrificial lamb. That's only half the gospel. And the other half is a lion from the tribe of Judah. And he's getting ready to roar. Yeah, and it's time that some of us leaders roar. It's time that some of us as followers roar. Quit being such cricket Christians. There's so many cricket Christians keeping silent because that's what Jesus would do. No, he wouldn't. Read your book. He had a couple temple tantrums. He was told by the apostles that you're offending the religious leaders. Uh, he told, talked many times. Look through your Bible, the red letter edition, and look at the exclamation, exclamations, exclamations. I can say it. If I say it three times, it'll come out right. Exclamation points, right? Because when he spoke, he shook the world. When he spoke, a legion of, of warriors, of Roman soldiers, fell to their knee. When he spoke, the earth shook. When he spoke, the curtain was ripped into two. Hooah! Don't get me going. I'm a lion for the tribe of Judah. That's what I'm talking about. With all that said, our job is to connect with people. We're in the people business. We're on a rescue mission. And so what we need to do is make every attempt. But if someone doesn't want to be rescued, if someone doesn't want to connect with you, you can never make it happen. But ours is to make the effort. Ours is to have the right heart and leave everything else to God. And so as we start going around, you'll start understanding as different as all people are. Remember, we're unique. No one has our DNA. No one has our fingerprints. Uh, no one has our tongue print. No one has our feet print. Uh, no one has the, sh the exact same form in their ear, the shape of the, that circular thing in our ear. No one has the same venal pattern in the back of their retina. No one has the same voice qualities. No one has the exact same gait because they can identify you now from a group of people based on your gait, all technology out of China that Google assists them with. So I want you to know you are unique, so please hear that. However, with our uniqueness, remember 99.9% .9 of all of our DNA is the same. We all come from the same God goo. You got to get this. You know 99.9%. Yeah, you know the thing. God took a base stew uh, and basically created all things from it. And when you talk about human beings, 99.9% .9 of our genetic makeup is identical. Now, there are something like, I don't know the exact number, 30 billion or 300 billion pairs uh, of uh, genetic material. And if 99.9% .9 are the same, I think the 1% came out to either 3 million or 30 million pairs. of. And in, in those 3 million or 30 million pairs, that is where all the difference comes from. That's why all lives matter. Because there is no black church or white church. There is no free church or slave church. There is, we are just children of God. As I tell people, in heaven there are no grandkids. 
In heaven, there are no grandkids. We're all children of God. And so I want to cover a couple things, laying the foundation. So first of all, uh, it was Dr. Albert Moravian, Moravian, sorry. He wrote a book called Silent Messages. It was written in 1971, and he talks about the 7% rule. In other words, he said that basically the nonverbal attribute in a speech or a conversation, he said that basically... 55% 55% of communication, and he was talking about a presentation, by the way, just to let you know. 55% weight attributes to the speaker's body language, and I would suggest physiology, emotion, all that stuff. 38% to the voice, voice tone and quality, and only 7% of credibility assessment is given to the salesperson's actual words. Now, this is a theory, and oh my gosh, you'll go all through the internet, and they'll debunk this theory. Not true, not true, not true. I'm going to tell you right now. As a trainer of communication, as a teacher of communication, as a communicator himself, I'm going to tell you right now, it's more right than it's wrong. I don't care what you say about the internet, all this stuff. I get all that. But when you're talking about when someone is talking, I've been doing what I do for 30 years. And words are only 7% of communication. Now, the words are important. I'm, I am not saying that words don't matter. Of course they do. The right words at the right time will change someone's life. And the wrong words at the right time, if someone allows it, will destroy them. But I want you to notice, 7% words, 38% voice tone, and 55% are physiology. Consider, again, see, hear, and feel. Now, you need to get this. There's only one way uh, that anything can enter into our experiential aquarium. There's only one way that something becomes a part of our experience, and it is through our five portals of entry. Those five portals of entry are called senses, okay? Now, uh, if you're a pilot, I'm not a pilot, but I know lots of them, and they tell me that they can find any place in the world with two coordinates, And those coordinates are called longitude and latitude. Now, I'm going to suggest that deja vu, we all know deja vu, right? Deja vu is the feeling that you've been here before, that you've experienced this before. And let me tell you unconsciously what deja vu is. Deja vu is when those five coordinates, and you're saying, what five coordinates, Mr. Black? What are you talking about? I just told you. You have five senses. Every single memory that you have is stored in one multiple, or all of the five senses. I do this in one of my classes. I tell people, please don't do this if you're driving. And I'm not telling you to do this at all. But what I tell people is to go ahead and close your eyes. And I tell them to think of a memory, preferably something good. And then I ask them a few setup questions like, what will you do? Who was there? What time of day was it? Was it inside or outside? What were you wearing? What kind of hair day were you having? Just kind of recreating it, like a uh, like a you know a, a producer in a show, a director in a play. You know, you're setting up the stage, and then I have them think about that memory. And with their eyes closed as they're playing this memory over, I'd say, okay, by a show of hands, how many people? Are... And almost every hand goes up. Okay, put them down. For a show of hands, how many people are, are hearing things? Dialogue, music. Uh, maybe you're talking to yourself about it. And again, most of the hands go up. They say, how many of you are feeling something based on this? And a lot of the hands go up. And, and then they say, not that it matters, but how many of you are, having, are, are associating with smells and tastes as you think about this? And a couple hands go up. See, that's the only way you experience anything. It's through the senses. And so deja vu is when all five of those coordinates match coordinates you've had before. 
because there's a smell in your nose right now. You just don't know it. Remember, we only function at 3 to 5% of our consciousness. So in other words, we're, as we go through life, we're only registering it consciously about 3 to 5% of it. If you're self-actualized, someone like me who's working to be better, it might be 11 12%. So even someone like me who works to be better every day, that 90% of my experience on this planet is at the unconscious level. So a lot of things what I'm explaining to you on how to build rapport we're going to cover after the break and how to connect with people is done at the unconscious level because rapport is an unconscious communication. It builds a level of trust. And before you attempt to sell anything to anybody, and by the way, we can say, well, selling, I'm not a salesman. Selling is nothing more than gaining agreement with someone. Gaining agreement with them, not just to buy your product or your service, but how about your belief system in God? Uh, how about in your CRT beliefs? How about critical race theory is sixteen ninety? All this stuff. So what's happening is we're having arguments and debates without connecting with people, without building rapport. And why are we not building rapport? Because we're so wrapped up in ourselves that we're not willing to understand the person that we're talking to. Because if I can understand you a little bit better, and you can understand me a little bit better, it just makes sense that we're in a position to have a better relationship. And that's what we're talking about today. So I'm Mr. Black. We'll be right back. We are lions. Hoo-ah! in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that backhoe over here? At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. And don't forget the daily radio show, Like It Matters, at 11 a.m. on Freedom 1570. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Do you have sunken concrete around your home, leaving you with trip hazards or causing water to run back to your foundation? Hi, I'm John Lamore, owner of Expert Concrete Raising. We raise settled concrete using a high-density polyurethane foam, which is a more permanent solution than mud jacking. Polyurethane foam cannot be washed away, and it doesn't shrink or deteriorate over time. If it's concrete, we can raise it. Get it done right the first time. For a free estimate, contact a second-generation concrete raising business at expertconcreteraising.com. You depend on our lineup of talk hosts each day. Now you have the chance to meet one of them, announcing the Terrific Talkers VIP experience. We'll fly you and a guest on a three-night stay to meet your favorite radio host. You can meet Dinesh D'Souza, Larry Elder, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, Hugh Hewitt, Charlie Kirk, Eric Metaxas, or Dennis Prager. Enter once per day at freedom1570.com slash talker. The Terrific Talkers VIP experience brought to you by Morris Law Group. Take a listen to these words about Like It Matters Leadership Awakening from a recent attendee. Leadership Awakening is like nothing else. It's incomparable to any other training that I've been through, and that's executive professional communication training to, to how to hold a fork. It, 
the the leadership awakening is a deep mental experience where I was forced to challenge my mind in a way that I've never been challenged before. And it's, there's nothing like it. There's, there's, there's no way to explain it with words. You have to experience it. Leadership Awakening. Change your heart. Change your mind. Change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next Leadership Awakening. It's not only changing lives, it's saving lives. That's likeitmatters.net slash schedule. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. In other words, we're helping you living your life like it matters. Now, I know it wasn't grammatically correct, but the name of our podcast is Living Life Like It Matters. So wherever you listen to podcasts, you got to listen in. So just search for Living Life Like It Matters. Make sure you download it. It's a bi-weekly podcast. Mondays, uh, we do story time with Mr. Black, kind of what you heard in the first segment, a little bit of that. And by the way, to this week's story time, which was came out Monday, uh, is the teacup story. Those of you that have been to one of my graduations, those over 30 years, uh, that is one of the most uh, requested stories. Oh, did Black tell the teacup story? Did Black tell the teacup story? So uh, to this week on Storytime with Mr. Black, I told the teacup story. And then tomorrow we'll have our brand new release. And actually, uh, I'm going to have uh, Rusty Noakes join me. Uh, we're talking about uh, the addiction to pornography. It's one of the, it's something that's destroying marriages, destroying the church, destroying the world, this uh, addiction to all this pornographic material uh, that we're putting in our head. And we talk about rape culture. We talk about uh, the Me Too movement, all that. You might want to take a look at why there's so much sexualization in America, and it's through the music industry, through lots of things, which then leads people to seek out imagery, which then leads to a porn addiction, uh, which then destroys marriages, destroys families, destroys brain cells, destroys people. Uh, And so uh, that will be what the podcast is about tomorrow. But let's tomorrow. Let's get the now moment. Today, we're talking about understanding visual, auditory, and kinesthetic. So we were talking before that we have five uh, senses, and that's how everything gets into our experiential aquarium. You, Everything you've experienced in life, you experience it one time uh, physically, unless someone does something to you over and over. You know what I'm talking about. But then you replay it over and over in your mind. And so I'm going to tell you, it really doesn't matter what happens to us in life. That's not really what matters. What really matters is how we store it, how it's codified. Because the codification uh, really dictates how you play it back. And does that playback bring you trauma or does that playback bring you joy? Last week I did a two shows about grief. Uh, and in NLP there's a grief uh, process. Uh, And if you look at two people who both could have been married 60 years, 70 years, uh, both lost a spouse uh, late in life and the only person they've ever been with, and one person can talk about that spouse with joy and glee, and the other person can't even think about that spouse, or they start breaking down and sobbing. What's the difference? The difference is how it's codified. That's it. They both had a great marriage. They both had 60 years together. They both lost someone near or dear to them. They both are at the end of their life. They both are lonely. All that's the same. The only difference is the codification. 
because the three primary ways we all process information is we do it through our eyes, we do it through our ears, and we do it through our feelings or tactilely through experience. It is called visual auditory kinesthetic. There are far more learn, uh, teaching disabilities than there are learning disabilities. Most kids today that they call ADD, ADHD are kinesthetic learners. See, each state, depending on how you learn, has different qualities. So we all process all three ways. I want to make sure you understand this. We all process visually. We all process auditorily. And we all process kinesthetically. However, we have a, most people have a dominant. They have a preferred. You know, I love ice cream. Uh, if you look at me, I'm carrying an extra 80 pounds. You can tell I like sweets. Uh, but you know what? My preferred ice cream. <laughs> stop that, John. My preferred ice cream, though. No, I'm not fat, Albert. I'm fat Scott. But uh, my preferred ice cream, if I had to pick, would be Rocky Road or pistachio. Those are my two favorites there. But trust me, if they don't have that and I'm going to have ice cream, I'll have something else. Okay, so you have a favorite flavor, a primary, what they call a primary, and then you usually have a secondary that's a little bit less but still fairly dominant, which is called a secondary. And most people have the third one is a lot lower, what you might call a weakness or not as big of a strength, and we call that the tertiary. Now, there are people who are pretty balanced across all three, visual, auditory, kinesthetic, and we call those VACs. Capital V, capital A, capital K. And that's actually the title of today's show, Understanding Semicolon, and then capital V, capital A, capital K, because I want you to understand we need to be able to be picking up the person that we're talking to. And the cool thing about the whole concept of understanding, the cool thing about what we're even talking about is it requires a change in focus, if you think about it. That was the story time in segment one was about. This guy was focused early on about his job, about making money. Should I pick this client up or not? Uh, how long is it going to be? I need a next fare. And then what happened, he realized that this woman was ready to die. This could be the last time she interacted with anybody. Her last breath could be just hours from now. And so all of a sudden, he turned off the meter. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, then you need to go to likeitmattersradio.com when this show's over. And John will post this show in about 30 minutes. And then listen to segment one. Because this entire radio show needs to be listened to in its entirety to make it make sense. And so why this matters is rule number one about being a leader is not about you. Get off yourself. And we live in the me world. The number one picture is a selfie. There are some people that are only famous today because they felt the need to take a picture of them having sex with somebody else and then share it with the world. And so Oops. you know Kim Kardashian. You know Paris Hilton. Uh, you know people like this because they wanted you to know them. That's why. And they wanted you to show. So it's all about me, 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 me. Whole social media is why I don't like social media. All of a sudden, everybody's opinion has equal value. No, it doesn't. An uneducated opinion does not have the same value as an educated opinion. And I'm sorry if you want to go to the Bible. The Bible says if you believe there is no God, you're a fool. That's what the Bible says. And why would you give a fool the same credibility that you would give someone who functions on wisdom? That's just stupid. Not a joke. Uh, it's not equity. It's not equality. And it is a joke because that guy's a joke because the same thing that just because he's not Trump, we put him in the office, and now he's the spirit of the Antichrist is driving this man. And so all you Christians out there that are wondering why America is running away from God, it's because you guys voted for a non-Christian. Oh, he might be a Catholic, but he's not even in good standing with the Catholic faith. So even that. So anyways, 
I want to focus on getting off of herself. Rule number one about being a leader, it's not about you. So the cool thing about any of this, when you're looking to build rapport with someone, is you've got to get your focus off of you and get it onto other people. That's why I always bring up the perceptual positions, right? Three perceptual positions, only three ways to see any situation. Through your own eyes, which is self, through another's eyes, which is empathy, and the third position is observer, which is called overview. So we normally don't process life-altering information through the sense of smell and the sense of taste. Olfactory and gustatory are more primitive, if you will. Uh, we don't process that way, but we do take in the world through what things look like, what things sound like, and what things feel like. Okay, so the visual is focused on their eyes, the auditory is focused on their ears, and the kinesthetic is focused on their feelings. And by discovering how another person perceives the information, you can learn to communicate more effectively. Remember, we talked about the Meridian thing, right? Alpha and Meridian said 7% of communication is words, 38% is voice, tone, and qualities, and 55% is basically body language. This is what you're getting. The 55% are really things that people can see. The 38% are things that people can feel because you feel people's tonality, right? And only 7% are what people hear. So get this. Because if I cover the room with my wife and she's home and, uh, you know, I softly say I love you and then she doesn't pick up on it and say, what, don't you love me anymore? And then I say, I told you I love you when you get off my back. Now, my words were I love you. There's your 7%. But my wife, what she saw from me with my physiology was intensity, was probably pointing at her, was probably shaking my fist and hands, and my 38% of my tone and tonality and voice qualities was intensity, was anger, was resentment, was tiredness. So even though my words said I love you, do you think my wife experienced love? Of course not. But my words said it, but everything else, what she saw and what she heard, did not. And so what we want to do is we want to understand that communication is an interactive process. The more you understand how another person is thinking and feeling, the better you can communicate to get what you both want. And what we want to establish is rapport. Rapport is a state of harmonious understanding with another individual or group that enables greater and easier communication. In other words, rapport is getting on well with another person or group of people by having things in common. In the last segment, I'm going to give you some ways to do it. But first of all, let me remind you of the three modes, okay? So visual. Visual people think primarily in a visual way. They actually use language that contains visual words or phrases, such as I get the picture or let's put this in perspective, okay? Auditory people, in the same way, auditory, use auditory predicates. If you just listen to them, Jesus said, if you love me, you'd listen to me. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not listen to me? So in the same way, auditory predicates such as I hear what you're saying or it sounds good to me will indicate auditory thinking. And then the kinesthetic, again, listen to people, listen to words, they'll tell you their language. People of a primarily kinesthetic thinking style will tend to use words related to feeling or touch, such as we're getting to grips with a problem or things are going smoothly or, hey, I'm hanging in there or, uh, you know, I'm wrestling with this. So you'll hear visual people talk in pictures, auditory people talk in sounds, and kinesthetic people talk in feelings. They're called predicates. Visual predicates are picture, imagine, focus, show, illustrate, clarify, 
bright appears to me up front. Auditory words are listen, tell, describe, say, ask, hear, afterthought, describe in detail, pay attention, rings a bell. And then kinesthetics are touch, grasp, impact, handle, toss, rub, start from scratch, slip my mind, I'll be in touch, let's toss this idea around. See, if you just listen, people, you who's processing visually, who's processing auditorily, and who's processing kinesthetically. Why does that matter? Because you just might build rapport with someone if you get off yourself and start focusing on the other person. So I am Black. Today we're talking about understanding. Let's get some. We'll be right back. This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. COVID-19 has accelerated changes that I have been considering for some time now. Many more people need to receive the benefits of Leadership Awakening. Mental health in our communities is a real issue. We recently received our 501c3 nonprofit status with the emphasis of creating and delivering, taking back your power and your freedom to the least among us struggling with mental health issues. Please help us help others. You can save a marriage, save a business, or a life by supporting Like It Matters with your tax-deductible gifts. All gifts are needed, large, small, and everything in between. Please consider becoming a monthly partner at likeitmatters.net. Give today at likeitmatters.net. And by the way, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening classes will continue. Check out the schedule at likeitmatters.net as we build our training for those suffering from the challenges of poor mental health. God bless you. Cool voiceover. Zany sound effect. Okay, we were going to write a flashy promo about streaming us on radio.com. But considering how easy it is to do, we'll just keep it simple, too. Listen to Freedom 1570 on the radio.com app. Do you need a new battery for your lawnmower, boat, or motorcycle? Full Service Battery offers the lowest prices on batteries in town. Need batteries for your golf cart? Full Service Battery will recycle your old ones and even install the new batteries. Let local, family-owned Full Service Battery put their over 20 years of experience to work for you. They can even custom build a battery cable if you need it. There's only one name you need to remember for batteries, and that's Full Service Battery. Search them online, Full Service Battery. TheFishTwinCities.com is streaming your favorite contemporary Christian artists like Matthew West, Toby Mac, for King and Country, and many more. Stream along at TheFishTwinCities.com, download the free app, or listen on your Amazon smart speaker. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. It's, 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 it's okay to hurry. Okay. 
Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, like it matters. Live in life, like it matters. That's our call, to live the life that God gave us with purpose, with conviction, with power, with presence. Speak of that, tomorrow uh, we're going to have a special guest with us. We're going to have the owner of Bittersweet Gluten-Free Bakery right there in Minneapolis, right down the street from our studio, Ms. Uh, Laureen, I think it is Narva. Uh, and Laureen Narva has a great story to tell because she went to a school board meeting and shared that she didn't want her kids poisoned with what the lefts are, are doing. And she's been attacked. They're attempting to counsel her, attempting to destroy her business. And so we want to help uh, Laureen. Uh, and we want to give uh, teach people how to fight. God tells us to fight the good fight. God says that you will be punished uh, for being one of mine. And consider all joy. And uh, brothers and sisters, the time for uh, cricket Christians is gone. Uh, the time for snowflake Christians is gone. Uh, God is separating the wheat and chaff. Uh, it's time to stand up and be heard. It's time to, uh, to, to be accountable. It's time to choose sides. Whose team are you on? Are you on the world's team or are you on God's team? You can't be on both anymore. You can no longer have one foot in both kingdoms. It's impossible. There's two separate now. So decide. Like Joshua, right? This day choose. Will you follow the gods of this world or will you follow the God of the universe? And your actions and your words uh, and how you show up and how you spend your money and where you spend your time, God's looking at all and God's keeping score. We don't need to keep score. God's keeping score. So today, I want to finish up what we're talking about is connecting with people, building a rapport. Rapport is the unconscious communication. It's the way that we can connect with somebody. It's very important. So here's what you do. The first thing you do is you got to figure out there's a four-step process for connecting with somebody. Uh, first of all, you got to let them talk. Why? So you can listen to them, so you can watch them, not watch them like our government's watching us. I mean, you want to know from mannerisms. Uh, visuals sit more upright. Uh, they need to be right in front of you. They need to see everything. Uh, kinesthetics are more slouchy. Uh, they they flop around in their chair. They sit back. They uh, they you know they're really overly comfortable. Auditory people don't need to look at you when they're listening to you. They just need to hear you. They touch their face a lot. You know, like the thinker pose. You know, their beard, their mustache, or their facial areas. Um, they they also talk a lot. Auditory people process by hearing. So when they're not talking out loud, do you know what they're doing? They're thinking. Well, how do you know that, Mr. Black? Because you know what thinking is? Thinking's talking to yourself. So if someone's primarily auditory, if they're not talking out loud, they're talking to themselves. And these are things you need to know, and you can see this. Just like I, I teach eye movement patterns. And so you can tell. When you're talking to someone, you know, where, where we go to retrieve data tells you how that person pro, uh, processes information. Uh, have you ever, if you share your home with someone, if you misplace your keys or your wallet or your glasses, and then you go up to that person, you say, I can't find my glasses, I can't find my wallet, I can't find my keys. And what do they say to you? That one question that they ask you that you want to physically assault them when they say it, right? You know what it is? Well, where was the last place you had them? <laughs> 
Yeah. If I knew the last place I have them, would I be having this conversation with you right now? Of course not. Uh, but so you got to realize. And so where if, uh, that person goes to retrieve their data shows you where they go to retrieve their data. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. So if you ask someone a question, it's not readily available and they have to search for the answer. Uh, watch their eyes. If their eyes go straight up, either to the left or the right, they go upward. That's a visual process because we store pictures up. Uh, if their eyes go side to side to where your ears are on the side of your head, they're processing auditorily. If your eyes go to the left, this is true if you're right-handed. If you're left-handed, it might be different. But if you're, your left side of your brain is your memory, where you store things. It's the remember. It's the, the storage base. The right side is where you create, where you make things up where they experience things for the first time. And so if the eyes go up, they're automatically visual. If they go to the left, they're visually remember. If they go to the right, they're visually construct. Uh, the eyes go to the side, uh, they go left, they're auditory remember. If they go to the right, they're auditory construct. Now it's interesting because the eyes going down uh, is different. Eyes down to the left is the position we call auditory digital, which is self-talk. If you want to have the best talk with yourself, put your eyes down and to the left. And just ponder there for a moment. That's called auditory digital. That's self-talk. That's where we have the best conversations with ourselves. And put your eyes down to the right. We call that kinesthetic. Put a big K there. Because that's where we get in touch with our feelings. And so you can hear it in people's words. You can see it in their eye movements. And by the way, you can see it in the, the way they sit. I told you. Visual people sit up. Uh, audit, uh, kinesthetic people slouch. Uh, auditory people might have their head tilted sideways while they're listening to you. And so you'll see it's like they got a phone stuck between their ear and their shoulder, and they don't even know it's that way. It's a listening posture. So, again, you can identify this. Kinesthetic people are touching all the time. All the time they're touching. They're hanging on you. They're touching you. They want to sit as close to you at lunch as possible, right? Auditory people don't need to sit across from you at lunch. They need to sit beside you because they need their ear closest to you. But visual people, if you're going to lunch with a visual person, you sit across from them, period, because they need to see you. They need to see the whole picture. They need to get a picture of what's going on. And so this is how you learn. And so there's a four-step connection process. And it starts with you letting the other person talk. What a concept, right? Mr. Black, right? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, right? So it's first you interview. In other words, you pay attention. Listen to the words. Watch the way they talk. Watch their eye movements. Get out of yourself and focus on the other person. And then as you're doing that, you're going to be able to, this is step number two, identify Identify traits, identify qualities, listen to the predicates. Those are the words that we use that describe what type of communication. And look for the communication style. Listen to their words, right? Or then you adapt. Isn't that great? See, leaders adapt. Uh, there's uh, um, presuppositions to NLP. I've seen 23 of them. I've seen 30 of them. I've seen 13. It doesn't matter how many there are. But what's important is this. One of my favorite presuppositions is this, the element in a system with the most flexibility has the most power. The element in a system with the most flexibility has the most power. Leaders, that should be us. We should be that element. And so step number three is you adapt. In other words, you change into what they're doing. You talk into their language. 
you change your physiology. See, what happens is unconsciously, when someone else's external activity matches our external activity, we make the unconscious decision, this person must be like me. See, no one can read anybody else's mind. But what happens is our internal map of reality, our thoughts, are expressed externally through what people can see, what people can hear, what people can feel. Remember the 73855 numbers? We can see things, we can hear things, and we can feel things. And when that external output matches our external output, you got to know this, we unconsciously have this feeling that they understand me, that they are like me, that they get me. And that's where rapport is established. You match a model, you pace and lead. And do you know why rapport works? The same reason as prejudice. Because people like people like themselves. Did you hear that? That's the whole basis of rapport. People like people like themselves. This is where you got to get every single human being is prejudiced. Every single human being uh, has a tendency to want to be with people like themselves. And so there's where you get racism comes in. So you've got to match people. In other words, duplicate the behavior of someone else. Don't, don't mimic them. That will ruin rapport. And then you mirror them. Match the rhythm of a person's movement. Again, not identical, just similar. And then you pace and lead. What you do is you meet them in their map of reality, and then you pace them outside of it to your map of reality. This happens all the time unconsciously. I'm just telling you consciously how to do it. And so in body language, you can match gestures, posture, facial expression, their energy. In voice, you match their tonality, their emotions, their pace, tempo, maybe their inflection. In words, you match uh, the education level that they're speaking in, the predicates they're using, whether visual, auditory, kinesthetic, metaphors, similes, people talking that, match those. And then key words of importance. If they say over and over 16 times in a conversation, passion, 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 you might want to have the word passion in your conversation. So this is how you do it. You match a model, you pace and lead, and then you can move people in a constructive way. So that's what we're going to be talking about in this series, about how to understand people. And we're going to go through lots of psychometrics, Enneagram, uh, Strength Finders, um, uh, all those things like that, so you can learn how to get out of your own map of reality and start building some understanding. But tomorrow, please tune in. We're going to have a special guest and a special show. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does. I think we, the world needs more people like me, very foolish, silly people mm-hmm. who are wasting everyone's time. I think that's important. We are lions. Hoo-ah! all taxpayers who owe back taxes to the IRS or who have unfiled tax returns. The IRS has recently launched tax relief programs designed to aid delinquent taxpayers who are unable to pay their back taxes or who may have unfiled tax returns. Kick IRS is a full-service tax relief company that specializes in helping taxpayers resolve their tax problems once and for all. Qualifying for this program may stop all collections, reduce what you owe, and even save you thousands of dollars in the process. Call the experts at Kick IRS today to see if you qualify for one of these tax relief programs. They're A-rated by the Better Business Bureau, and their experts will conduct a free consultation over the phone to see if you qualify. If you or your business owes back taxes to the IRS or has years of unfiled tax returns, help is now available. 
For this free information, call Kick IRS at 800-755-4480. 800-755-4480. That's 800-755-4480. Ringing.